Hi there and welcome to Inside Rugby League, the podcast brought to you by the Yorkshire Evening Post. I'm Richard Byram and joining me again on the line this week is my colleague Peter Smith. Peter is the Yorkshire Evening Post Chief Rugby League Writer and he also contributes reports and match reports to our sister paper, the Yorkshire Post. As we came on air this evening, Peter, um, some really big news that Castleford Tigers captain Michael Shenton is going to retire at the end of the season. Yeah, it's not a surprise. Um, he, he made the decision some time ago, um, but it's only been announced now with um, a couple of days to go until Tigers' last game of the regular season. Spoke to Shenny earlier today, um, and he was he was very good in a, a Zoom press conference about his time at Castleford and what he thinks the state of the game is in at the moment. You you'll be able to read that online and in the Yorkshire Evening Post. Um, I, I think he deserves uh, deserves to be remembered as as one of Castleford's finest players of recent years. I think he's been a terrific servant to the club, made his debut way back in 2004, uh, did have a couple of years away at St Helens, but has been captain ever since he came back in 2013. He's um, the only captain of Castleford to lift a league leader's shield. He's led them to two Challenge Cup finals and a grand final. And who knows, maybe there's um, maybe there's another big appearance left in his Castleford career. Um, played 12 times for England. I think, really, he deserved to have more international caps. Um, it's, it's unfortunate and no reflection on him. I think that he didn't. But um, a good leader on the field, a strong defender, um, can score tries, can send his winger over for tries and a good bloke as well and he'll he'll certainly be missed and um i'd like to wish him all all the best for whatever he does next he he says that he is keen to continue in the sport and um he's revealed he's had a bit of a change of mind he, he wasn't interested in coaching until a couple of years ago but says that that now that's something that appeals to him so it'll be interesting to see what he does next but certainly should be fondly remembered by um by Castleford fans and rugby league sports in general yes certainly he's, he's not somebody i've ever met but as you say his career at castleford and the spell at st helens pretty much spans my time at the yorkshire evening post <laughs> and he's always come across as a a decent guy uh, with the best interests of the game uh, and castleford tigers at heart uh, he's certainly never let them down on or off the field, has he? He's been unlucky with a couple of injuries during his career, but as you say, he's been a loyal servant. He's a great centre, you know, played 12 times for England, tells you that. And, uh, you know, some player I've always enjoyed watching, one of those kind of quiet men in a way, he kind of led by example, didn't he? I'm not saying he didn't tell the players when they needed to be told, but, you know, just got on with his game and, uh, you know, represented the town and the club well, and, and I'm sure it'll be missed. There's a lot of oh, lot of changes coming to Castleford in the close season and the new season, isn't there? With a new coach and a lot of new signings have made, and Alex Foster, another forward, well, a forward is leaving as well, isn't he? At the end of this season, so it's going to be a really new look Castleford next season, and it'll be very interesting to see how they go. I hope you know, for Michael's sake, that they can finish the season on a high. 
and uh, get through into the playoffs. And from there, you never know with Castilla. They've shown already this season that a decent cup side and probably in one-off games, they are capable of upsetting more fancied teams, shall we say. Uh, but somebody who will be missed. And uh, just while we're talking about retiring players, Ryan Atkins, another uh, former Wakefield player uh, with a long and storied career, more over the Pennines at Warrington than anywhere. But uh, in my early days at the Evening Post, you probably remember we used to do the view from the pitch column. And uh, sometimes if you weren't available or away or, or for whatever reason, I used to get to do it. And Ryan was always one of the go-to men for that. He he would never say no and he was always a good guy and I've always followed his career with interest as well. So I'd like to wish him a, a long and happy retirement too. I think he's already got a few ironings in the fire, hasn't he, career-wise? And, you know, a guy who was always approachable uh, and a nice guy. And I say he, he would always help out wherever he can to, to advance the cause of the game. And at that particular time, Wakefield Trinity, and, and I've no doubt that he's also done that elsewhere during his career. Uh, so to wish them both, uh, you know, all the best. Uh, they both had a long career. I noticed Michael, 35, it's hard to believe, and I think Ryan's about the same age. And in modern rugby league, that's a great career, isn't it, really, when a lot of players see their careers curtailed for various reasons a lot younger than that. So, you know, they, they've gone out on their own terms and hopefully fit and healthy and, and have a long and happy retirement each. Yeah, I'd second that. And I'd, I'd also like to mention someone whose retirement's not going to attract quite as much attention because he's, he's playing in the lower divisions now, but Liam Finn, who's yes. had one of the more remarkable careers, I think, of <laughs> the 21st century, made his debut way back in 2002 really? for Halifax, played for Halifax for a couple of years and, and Wakefield in 2004 in... Super League, and then had a decade out of the competition with Dewsbury and Featherstone, and then came back with Castleford and, and had quite a successful swan song, really, or a, a sort of a second wind in the top division, playing for Castleford, of course. He played at Wembley for them in 2014. He then went on to Wakefield and was good value for Wakefield, had a spell at Widners, and for the last couple of years, or last few years, he's been playing Dewsbury, he's 37 now, um, going to retire after Dewsbury's last game of the season this weekend against Oldham. And he's another really good bloke, Liam Finn, um, really decent, um, genuine individual and um, somebody I've got a lot of time for and I'd like to wish him well also. And, and indeed, everybody who um, will be retiring this weekend or across the three divisions, there'll be a number of players who pull the boots on for the final time. And um, I'd like to wish them all the very best for uh, for the future. Um, mentioning Castleford, we've also just heard that Oliver Holmes has been ruled out of this weekend's game against Warrington on Thursday night and indeed the rest of the season, however long that may be, with a bulging disc in his neck. He's going to Warrington next year along with Pete Matautier and uh, Daryl Powell and Ryan Sheridan. So he's going to be denied a farewell appearance at the jungle, which which is a shame. I think Oliver Holmes has been an excellent servant for Castleford, a uh, product of their academy system and um, an underrated player, in my opinion, 
over the last couple of years he's starting to get some of the recognition he deserves but um, Castle certainly miss him as well um, Alex Foster is another player I've got a lot of time for versatile strong defender can play in the centres or the second row he's leaving at the end of the season we're not sure where he's going but he will do a good job whoever he signs for um, obviously Jesse Senelafeo and um, Peter Matauti are moving on as well two players who've played at Wembley for Castleford and, and have given good value so I think it'll be quite an emotional occasion on uh, Thursday night but Cast need to keep that to one side it's an important game if they win they're into the six if they lose to Warrington they're out I think Castle win they've beaten Warrington twice this season in the opening round of Super League and in the Challenge Cup semi-final and I think a fully motivated cast side who are looking pretty strong on paper particularly if they can get Paul McShane back and um, Gareth O'Brien back I think they'll be able to beat a Warrington team who don't really have anything to play for um, and it could well be they play Warrington again next week in the first round of the playoffs so um Big occasion for Castleford, um, and I'm tipping a, a cast win and hopefully a, a good home send-off for all those players we've mentioned. Um, and then, I think Leeds and Hawkeye obviously will be keeping a very close eye yeah. on what happens at the jungle on Thursday evening because if Castleford lose, they both qualify for the top six. If Castleford win, then whoever loses at Headingley on Friday night will be out so potentially that could be a bit of a, a non-event or it could be a, a huge sudden death game depending on what happens at, at Castleford there will still be something to play for at Headingley because the winners of that even if Castleford lose the winners of that will finish fifth so that's that's still worth playing for and, and it'll be a choice of going away to Warrington or away to Wigan um, two grounds leads have won on this year in the last couple of months so I think if Leeds will think if they can get past Paul KR they, they I don't think would be particularly scared of going to either of those clubs um, it's all boiling up to be a very interesting last uh, last weekend of the regular season it certainly is yeah it was the Hull KR beat cast last weekend didn't they in another thriller and and as you said, I think Richie Myler was saying in an interview with yourselves, uh, with yourself, sorry, uh, last week that he viewed that Leeds were already playing playoff rugby, and I th- thought that was a good point that he made that uh, already there was an element of jeopardy and building towards sudden death before the official playoffs even begin. In effect, um, and as you you've neatly summarised there, this week's situation with our three teams. And it's uh, it's going to be two very interesting evenings. For what it's worth, I know, I know you backed Cast to win the Challenge Cup earlier in the year, and they just fell short. But you had the faith then that they would beat Warrington. And should have backed them each way. That's the that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, with uh, with Warrington, as you say, that I'm sure that they're not. You know, they'll keep the game the integrity of the game alive there's no doubt about that but I would imagine they'll have one eye having already been in the playoffs and playing those games and uh, they might uh, take the opportunity to get some players ready for that rather than for the cast game if 
but I'm sure both teams will give 100%. But you'd have to fancy Cass there in a one-off game. And as we've just outlined, all those players who are either moving on, retiring or going somewhere else uh, will be wanting to, to go out on a high and, and try and extend the season for as long as possible. And Le- Leeds and Hull KR the following night is another tough one to call. I think last week we said that Leeds wouldn't get much over at St. Helens and, and so it proved. Uh, but Hull KR did, did beat Cass in, in one of those sort of toss of a coin. It was very hard to decide which of those two teams would win. And, it, and again, it was a, a close outcome, wasn't it? I think Hull KR won by seven points in the end. So again, Tony Smith against his old team and a couple of ex-Leeds players there, Matt Parcel. Uh, Jimmy Kinehorst and obviously Danny Maguire on the Robins coaching staff as well. So two teams that know plenty about each other. And uh, a game I'm really looking forward to, you know, that'd be, well, I'll be obviously watching both of them, but it'd be really interesting to see how it does all end up at the end of the week. Yeah, OK, I will be without Ryan Hall, which is probably a relief to yeah. Ryan. Um, did a an arm injury against Cass. It's it's a shame. Uh, I've got all the time for Ryan Hall. I think he's still the best winger in, in Super League, but um, I'm I'm rather glad he won't be going over the, for the try that knocks Leeds <laughs> knocks Leeds out and ends Leeds this season. Um, okay, I've also lost Greg Minikin, which is a blow, but they're a good team. They're hard to defend against. They beat Leeds convincingly earlier in the season. One of the few games this year in which Leeds have have not really competed. They were very poor that evening. Um, it could be a good game. Hooker, I do like to promote the ball. They play a good style. I like the way Tony Smith coach teams play, but there's a lot at stake for Leeds. Leeds have got some players leaving at the end of the season. Um, Rob Louie will be back from his concussion and it'll be his last game. I think he'll be highly motivated. Um, it's going to be it's going to be good. I, I mean, obviously, I think both Leeds and, and Paul KR fans will be hoping that Warrington can do them a favour. But either way, I say there's there's fifth spot to play for, so it should be um, it should be a tight game. I think with home advantage, you'd, you'd maybe tip Leeds. They've bounced back from from poor defeats quite well in recent weeks I I think at St Helens last week there was an element of maybe Leeds thought well realistically this isn't a game we're going to win particularly with players we've got missing so we'll maybe focus our attention on, on next week and Leeds were very poor for half an hour against Saints um, did a little bit better over the final 15 minutes when the game had gone but they'll have to put that behind them and, and come up with a response which I'd expect them expect them to do. Um, you, obviously, I'm going to tip tip Leeds for that one, but it, it could be a it could be a, a bit of a thriller. I think um, good entertainment for the TV viewers, and hopefully there'll be a decent turnout at Headingley for it. I think Hulk Howard will bring a good um, a good following, so Leeds fans need to get out and support their side. Yeah, certainly. Um... Hulk have been quite a bit of mention in recent weeks about the atmosphere that the fans are creating at their ground. And I know going back to when I used to cover games and even when Wakefield were in the 
second division, Hulkaya always brought a good following, didn't they? And they're always very vociferous and get behind the team. And it's all set up nicely, isn't it? And uh, I think with Leeds having home advantage, if it does come down to a knockout game, I'd fancy Leeds to edge it. But again, it's, <laughs> it's a bit like last week's game against Cass. You could back both teams, really. And uh, it's, it's very hard to, to draw a line between them, isn't it? Be good for the game anyway that some, you know, like Hulk are actually pushing for the playoffs rather than battling to stay up. And, you know, some, if Cass can get in there as well or, or Leeds, you know, then be a good end to the season. Yeah, I think one other thing we ought to mention is, um, is your boys, Shaky Wakey, who, <laughs> um, who have, have been coming with some most un wakey like performances recently <laughs> winning games you wouldn't expect them to win and, and playing with spirit and determination and flair and um they reverted back to type unfortunately yeah against lee last weekend i, I went to that and I, actually it was a very lively game there was lots going on um but wakey really took the right off the ball that they, they were 10-0 down early on and when they got 18-10 in front before half-time, I was pretty confident they'd go away with the game and, and win it quite comfortably. But they took the foot off the gas. They weren't great in the first half for most of it and, and never really got into it in the second half. And, and Lee, who were playing in their final home game in, in Super League, played with a lot of passion and, and roared on by the crowd. It wasn't a big crowd, but they make a lot of noise at Lee. And Lee deserved it. No. Yeah. No qualms about the, the final result. And, you know, you say at the end of the sort of season they've had, well, good on them to to finish on a high for their home fans. I, I just hope Wakefield can can do the same this week against Hull and get a win for their loyal supporters and for Willie Poaching as well, who has done an excellent job since he took over as uh, interim coach. We still don't know if he's going to get the job on a permanent basis, but Beating Hull would certainly do his cause no harm at all, and and I hope he gets it long term, and I hope Cass can can finish on a good note this um, this week, and and just give themselves something positive to um, to build on going into the off season. Yeah, I, I was uh, out watching my boys play football on Sunday afternoon, but I was getting the alerts through on the phone, and a bit like you at ten nil down, I thought, well, Lee quite often starts strongly, don't they? They've had a few good starts and a bit like Wakey did early in the season and then f- fall away as the game goes on and the other team gets on top. And my exact reaction when it went 18-10 to Wake is, well, it should be 48-10 now, given everything that goes on. But as a long-suffering Wakey fan, I've also <laughs> learned many times not to think like that. So I, I didn't certainly didn't have the house on them or anything. And if I did, I'd be speaking to you from a tent now. But uh, it, it was... Uh, not surprising in a way, was it? I know we both felt that Wake had win last week and one said so, but on the other hand, you just never know. And perhaps the only consolation from a rugby league point of view, as you pointed out, was the fact that those Lee fans who have stuck with the team in what's been a really difficult season for them, they've not really been very competitive. Obviously only won twice. And, and it was a bit of a reward for those who have stuck with them through Thin and thinner. I know Derek Beaumont, the 
Leona had had plenty to say about the squad before the game. And, uh, you know, whether the, that victory was a response or whether it was in spite of him, I'm not really sure. You know, you would think that they'd at least play for the pride in the shirt, if nothing else, the league players. And I guess I suppose quite a few of those will be moving on again now that they're going back down into the championship. Uh, but a warning for Wakefield as well. You know, we've again, we've spoken about it in recent weeks. They have had some brilliant results and some real eye-catchers, including the win over Leeds, but I'm then have, uh, you know, pulled one of those out of the hat as well as, as the season draws to a close. So hopefully they'll compete against Hull on Friday night and, uh, and get a result to send the fans away happy. And then after that, I'm sure a decision will be quickly made about Willie or whether somebody else we don't know about is coming in. But it doesn't sound like they'll be making many changes to the playing staff from what I was reading. So I know Joe Westerman, he'll be leaving, won't he, on Friday. He's had a brilliant season, uh, a couple of seasons for Wakefield. So it'd be nice to send Joe off with a win against another one of his former clubs before he heads back to Cass for next season. Yeah, he, he's been good for Wakey, a good signing. Um, you can see why he wants to join Castle, our hometown club and everything. He's a good signing for them. Um, on the subject of Leeds, you mentioned Derek Beaumont's uh, comments. I'd, I'm not going to go into what he wrote, but it, it's worth um, listeners just looking them up on the internet in Leeds' programme. For last weekend's game, that's um, that's online on their website, so you can you can flick through that, and have a read of that, and see what you think. Um, I I didn't think Lee really should have been promoted. They wouldn't have been my choice when the applications were sifted through for um, for teams to replace Toronto Wolfpack. Having said that, I've I'm sort of sorry to lose them really because I, it's a good stadium. They've the supporters are very passionate. There are only less than 3,000 there on Sunday, but they make a lot of noise. They create an atmosphere. And it's I always find it, as a, as a member of the visiting press, a very welcoming club to um, to go to. I've, I've got quite a lot of time for, for Lee, and I do hope they can remain competitive in the Championship next season or for however long they're playing in the, the second tier. Um Hull are an interesting case. They obviously at Warrington, at Wakefield. Sorry, on on Friday, if Wakefield had won against Lee, Wakey would have gone into this week's game knowing a win would take them above Hull on the final table. Hull have seemed to start well every year, and after round two, they're nailed on to win the title, and then they they drop away alarmingly. And yeah, they've certainly done that this season. I know they've had some injuries and and problems but um i think for them to finish outside the top six is is very disappointing and be interesting to see how they perform in their last game they're another club who are going to need to have a big um, big off season and pre-season and, and come back strongly next year yes i'd agree Which with is- that peter in my uh sort of rolling on the papers. I do a lot of the rugby league on the Yorkshire Post as well. And and as you rightly say, um, Hull are a bit like Yorkshire's Warrington, aren't they? It's going to be their year every year. And they make some tremendous signings. And, you know, Brett Hodgson coming in as coach. 
I know sometimes coaches maybe need a year or two to get their ideas fully across and maybe next year will be Hull's year. But, uh, you know, when you consider how Hull KR have turned themselves around this season and gone from sort of perennial strugglers to a really competitive Super League team, uh, who, as you say, play a good brand of rugby and have, and have won some good games this season, Hull just seem to... I don't know whether it's a mental block or something, but they seem to get to a certain point and, and say almost like we, we can't really do this and uh, their season seems to fall apart and, you know, they've had some very disappointing results and I think they were nilled again at the weekend with against Wigan, which is a, a rare result, isn't it, in rugby league these days, uh, particularly a team like Hull with their strike power. You know, you, you would expect most teams to score at least one try in a game these days in rugby league given the... Uh, way the games played these these days, it's not it's not like the old days of the two old draws and that is it. There's plenty of opportunity to score points, and it, it must be very disappointing for the black and white side of Hull. Uh, as you say about Lee, uh, just to finish off, you know I I would agree with you. You know Lee had a chance in Super League a few years ago and uh, it didn't end prettily, did it? And, it? and it hasn't done again this time. And maybe it was a chance to give someone else a a turn in the top flight. Um, I think probably most of the candidates to come up would have struggled to stay up given uh, the way in which the season is loaded and the fact that it's difficult to get players in uh, because you don't really know which division you're going to be playing in until much later. So a lot of the recruitment's already been done, hasn't it, uh, behind the scenes for the new season long before this season finishes. And, uh, you know, a cynic might say as well that some of the club's uh, voted for Lee because they realised that would give them a bit of a free pass to stay in the competition again this year. Uh, but uh, overall, as you say, it, once again, it's kind of the fans, isn't it, who suffer. There aren't many of them at Lee, but they are a, a passionate bunch and uh, you know they do get behind the team and very active on social media and Facebook and so on and you know stand the corner for the team. But unfortunately, that hasn't really been reflected for them on the pitch this season. So... As I said a few minutes ago, if nothing else, uh, the win over Wake, although painful for me, at least gave those who have stuck with the club uh, something to smile about at the end of a difficult season. Yeah, just on Lee, I think it was um, an independent panel that that chose them to come up to um, to Super League this year. I think what I think it would have probably made more sense for them to go with eleven clubs this year. And then promote someone at the end of the end of the season with no relegation. Um, after Toronto were not allowed back into the competition, um, that then it would have eased some of the um, some of the pressure on the players. I think it was always going to be a, a fairly hectic season. Um, just before we finish, one thing I'd like to mention is the wheelchair. Super League Grand Final, which is on Sunday, Leeds against Leeds Rhinos against Leyland, um, been played in Gillingham, in Kent, which is obviously a long way away. But it's going to be live on Sky, and I'd recommend if you've got chance to watch it on Sunday afternoon, do that because uh, it will provide some great entertainment. Leeds have got a terrific team at the moment they're already the challenge cup holders um they'll be hot favorites to complete the double but 
Leyland um, had a shock win in the semi-finals against Halifax and um, I think they'll fancy their chances of maybe creating another upset. It's good entertainment, wheelchair rugby league, well worth watching it. It is very recognisably rugby league. I think a lot of people will have watched the Paralympics and the, the wheelchair rugby in that, which isn't so much an, an actual version of rugby, whereas rugby league is played with an oval wall, we have conversions, no forward passes, um, proper tackles. It's it's very much rugby league played in wheelchairs and it's fast and it's furious and there are some terrific players in the Leeds team. I don't know much about Leyland, but um, Leeds are a, a, a good team to watch. There's some good people in that team. I know James Simpson quite well, who's a, who's a real character and a, and a fantastic advocate for both rugby league as a whole and the wheelchair game. And uh, I wish them all the best. I hope they bring the trophy back to Headingley this weekend. Yes, I'd echo all that, Peter. And uh, as we've said before, good luck to all our teams this week, uh, Rhinos, wheelchair side, and also the teams going for the playoffs, uh, Castleford and Leeds. And uh, promises to be an exciting weekend of rugby league. And on that note, uh, blow the hooter for this week, Peter, and just... And my weekly reminder that you can get the very latest rugby league news from Peter's Twitter handle at Peter Smith YEP or my own at Richard Byron YEP or at YP Sports and at YEP Sports Desk. But also the very latest uh, rugby league news on our website yorkshireeveningpost.co.uk where you can also find this and previous podcasts. And this and previous podcasts are also available on Anchor, Spotify. Google and Apple and other platforms too. So all that remains for me to do is thank Peter again for his comments and hopefully we'll be back soon.